Hey, what is up? We are on another episode of Rowdy Reviews and uh, have co-host Kyle. Hi. We're going to review um, Uncut Gems. <laughs> Let's do it. So, uh, Uncut Gems, yeah, it came out on Christmas. I saw it on Christmas, and then I saw it again, and then I saw it again with co-host Kyle. Oh, that's disturbing. And it was, uh, it was, it was pretty good. And um, how would you describe it in like a non-spoiler way? Oh man, I would say it's a little bit like The Wolf of Wall Street in a way, but it's about a guy that's continuously failing <laughs> and he just he's kind of it's more of a down on his luck type of movie almost but it's kind of got like an 80s theme to it too so it's i don't know i guess it's a you get a story of a guy who's successful yet is also in debt like and owes a lot of people yeah i just feel like he's just it's a, it's just it's a dude in Jersey that owns a diamond shop and just how sleazy and he is. He's a little bit of a sleaze and just how like how like how he tries to BS his way to make large amounts of money even though he could have saved money if yeah. he just wasn't. It's like he makes it worse on himself by making these kind of like over the top like these deals that he knows he probably can't deliver on. But it's like he does it anyway, and it's like you're just like, oh, you're just like, oh, why do that? Why would you do that? He's. I'll describe him as like that drunk guy at like a party that like has all these crazy ideas that like he wants to sell you on. Mm -hmm. But like these people actually like buy into these ideas, which like I'm just like, what are you, what are you doing? This is yeah. so stupid. Yeah. Well, he must have done something right. I mean, like to get to the point where he was, but and it kind of shows that like. Like, he took a chance on some things, and it paid off for him. But in the process, he also does a lot of dumb things. So it's it's kind of funny to see uh, how those two are interlocked. Um, yeah, so, like, spoiler, spoiler alert, um, we're going to spoil the entire movie. Do we want to um, give, like, kind of our brief overall what we thought of it before? Uh, yeah, or do we sure. want to do it after? Let's do it after. Okay. Uh, actually, I'm just gonna say who are the, like who are the main people in it. It's um Adam Sandler, who um surprisingly somehow put on a, like this is by far one of his best roles. Yeah, I would. Uh, this is one of my favorite roles he's done. Uh, another role that he's done that I feel like has kind of been overlooked is the one with P Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, what's the movie now? I'm blanking on it. It's the movie he did with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, Back in like 2002, where he's. Uh... I liked him in The Wedding Singer, and I liked him in what Happy Gilmore. Well, I mean, yeah, those are like classic Adam Sandler movies. But when he actually has to perform like in a dramatic role, I even liked Funny People, and I thought he played a pretty dramatic role there. Uh, he does actually pretty well. Like he's not bad. Like Someone I... was telling me that, um, like, if you go and look at like kind of his overall filmography. He has like he's had movies where if he works with that same director for multiple movies, he's like his the film kind of goes downhill. But if he's working with a first-time director or a new director for the first time, he he always it's usually one of his best roles. And in this case, I think that 
it rings true that it's definitely one of his probably better roles. And I think it was a good choice by the uh, Safdie brothers, right, to have him in it. Because I feel like he kind of conveys that father-like figure. But he's also, you know, Jewish. He's been successful. He's, and you kinda, he kind of brings out that other side pretty, uh, pretty well. And it doesn't take a whole lot of effort. So it's good to see kind of both worlds. It's kind of like the Sopranos. Yeah, Tony honestly, Soprano, you see his family life, right? That's why that's, see his, I think that's what I liked about side. this movie. Like with the Safdie brothers, they really do a lot. When it, like, when it comes to their movies, they actually try to focus on like the background of like a character. Like mm-hmm. with Good Time with Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Who, and actually the Safdie brothers acted in that movie as well. Like one of them oh, played did. the role of a, the mentally challenged brother. Okay. The one that gets arrested and that Robert Pattinson goes on this long mission to get his brother out of jail. Actually, kind of both movies, both people are trying really hard to do well and they both fail miserably. Mm. Yeah, but, I think maybe that's something they like to go off of. I wonder why. <laughs> maybe they just are really good at telling that type of story. This is easy, but Maybe it's something they've experienced in their own lives. I don't know. So, yeah. By the way, the, uh, side note, that movie I was talking about, Punch Drunk Love, was the other oh, one. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. And then... um. Let's see, Julia Fox is in it, and this is like one of her first, her first big roles, because she was like in a few indie films. One of them was with Kansas Bolin, who's a person I'm a huge fan of. Who is Kansas Bolin? Remember, she's in that German music video I sent you. Oh, that was weird. That was. <laughs> <laughs> she directed a movie at like seventeen. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Le Idol Menzel, he plays Howard Howie's wife. Lakeith Stanfield, who just blows my mind away with like how many roles he can act in. Yeah. From Atlanta to Get Out to uh, he's he's been doing a lot a lot more War Machine. Uh, he's one. I'd say he's one of the bigger, kind of one of the bigger actors right now. Yeah, right. He's in I like mean, ten he's, movies. He's in here. everything. Like it seems like every movie I yeah. turn to, it's like I feel like I've seen. It. He was even in Dark Waters, and I saw that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? This guy's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> he just kind of sneaks in. And uh, Kevin Garnett's in it. Which, Kevin Garnett in his uh, debut. Yeah. How, what did you think of it, by the way? I was like, man, I remember, I remember this. I remember hanging out with Matt and him talking about Kevin, co-host Matt and him talking about Kevin Garnett. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really a big basketball fan, so I'm like, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. They actually, what I heard was originally they had Joel Embiid in mind, who's like a, a current, obviously, he's a one of the best players in the NBA right now as far as like forwards go, but. Um, I don't know what happened with that. I mean, probably just fell through, and they got Kevin Garnett instead. So I think, I think Joel and B would have been funny, but uh, I don't know like, how he. The only thing is, he does have kind of a thicker accent, so maybe it's a little bit harder to understand. I don't know as well. But Kevin Garnett, I thought did just fine in it. I, mean, I thought it was. I mean, he wasn't noticeable, the thing which is, is like, good. And I thought he did a pretty good job, actually. If you aren't a basketball fan, which I assume, since this is a twenty-four film, a lot, uh-huh. of, a lot of people that are a fan of a twenty-four, like I'm not trying to make any judgments. Like I don't expect him to be really into sports. Like mm-hmm. the only reason why I know like Odo came out of sports is simply because all my friends are into sports. Yeah, I'm not like the biggest basketball fan, but I'll watch from time to time, and I Man. know who obviously got like, Kevin Garnett. Yeah, like Jordan I know who the big names are for the yeah. most part because I hang. You live with two people I used to live with, so yeah, we're we're hitting it up on NBA, uh, you know, NBA Live coming back, so NBA 2K, all that. Good stuff. Um, the weekend is in this movie. No <laughs> <laughs> man, they got some like random people. In Trinidad this movie. James, Cash Out, John Amish, Tilda Swinton is in this movie. What? Which she was the was voice she? on the phone. 
for the auction. That is so random. Natasha Leone. That's wild. They they had like a bunch of big name actors in this. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, Adam. They kind of came out of left field with all of it too. It's like Kevin Garnett, Adam Sandler. We'll get Tilda Swinton for the voice <laughs> on the phone. It's like they got the. Have most you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, yes, the first one. You know, right? like the Mantis Girl. She's yes. in this movie. The act, Plum, oh, yeah, Clementiff yeah. is in this. John Utrecht. Yep. Yeah, this was a. Uh, overall, I thought it was a solid movie. Yeah. So, um, but, spoiler alert: uh, if you haven't seen this movie, um, we're about to spoil it. Yeah. So, the first part is uh, you see this dude being carried out in an accident. He hurt his leg because uh, in Ethiopia, I guess it's a. It's a, we don't know. I don't remember if it said the exact place where the mine was, but it it's was run, 2010. It was right? 2010, and That's it's the, date that it's the company's run by Ethiopian Jews. And you mm-hmm. see this dude being taken out and injured, and you see these two other guys like rummaging around through the mine, and they find this big ass gem. Yeah, and it's like really colorful, and it's it's like beautiful looking, and then it kind of I like the camera work or whatever it was that they did where they kind of go into the gem. Yeah, or the opal is what they call it, and uh, and it kind of like goes through it almost like two thousand one a space odyssey. It's like you see all these like beautiful crystals. Yeah, and then it kind of transitions into uh, the colon, uh, yeah. <laughs> a colonoscopy for Howard. Yeah, one second, I need to pause this. So back at it, um, <laughs> we see there's a colonoscopy going on. I didn't know what was appearing at first. What? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I don't know what was going on at first. It starts off as him going through the opal, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is kind of 2001 space." Well, you, I could kind of tell. Okay, it's like we're definitely looking at like the inside of like, someone's mouth or their body or somewhere, and then we realize it's okay. It's a colonoscopy that's being performed on Howard. Yeah. As the doctor's kind of going through it. On like, Howie. Howie. <laughs> Such a Jewish name. I was like, "Gosh, this guy is so Jewish." Within the first five minutes of this movie, there's a. Uh, I had several different feelings about it. I like, I liked the music in it right off the bat. Like, I really liked the music. I liked how it kind of had an '80s type of vibe to it. So did Good Time. It's very like ethereal. Yeah, Good Time does too. Um, One of the issues I had with the beginning, however, was when they were there was dialogue going on, and the music is just like so it's like so chaotic and it's like almost intrusive like i can't hear anything that's being said by the actors and it's like right at the beginning so i'm like oh, am i missing something important here and so i just thought that that was maybe a little overdone i mean i don't know what do you think honestly i just feel like with this movie i, I just want to also wonder too if it's like the, where we're watching the movie too like if yeah. you saw it in like a theater that didn't cost like seven bucks to get in could be. It's it like, could be just that, yeah, this, the sound projection there. Because I know too. people that are like, I will only shoot it in AMC IMAX. I'm like, yeah, cool. I will yeah. not. <laughs> I've, been, I've been going to the same movie theater for almost every movie. Yeah. Well, and the reason it kind of bugged me, well, it's because I saw a little bit of Good Time. I don't think I ever actually have watched it all the way through. I need to go back and watch it. But I, the man. character, like, the, yeah, the sound quality was very uh, quiet, I thought. Is like very hard. It's very different in its sound quality. Yeah. Kind of like how it was with this one to start off. And yeah. I was like, oh no, it's going to be that again. But it's kind of like a, a Scorsese beginning, like how, you know, it's like character to character and it transitions and then he's going this way. It kind of reminded me of like, 
you know, Scorsese, uh, which he is an executive producer, I believe, of this movie, is he not? He's one of the producers. And uh, so I think that's kind of more of what they were going for. But um, I ended up actually really liking the movie and then like, you know, obviously they toned it down a little bit, yeah, but it, still kept it chaotic it, it, enough to get the point across. I will say this. I feel like this movie had a very good pace. Yeah, I liked it. Like, the pace was, like, was, on point. Yeah. Because I've been watching a lot of, like, bad movies lately. Yeah, I... I think of... I've, 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 I saw Cats, mm-hmm. which I think... When I, when I was watching Cats, I was like, we have strayed farther... This is the farthest we have strayed from God since Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Jumanji. You didn't like Jumanji? Actually, Jumanji was kind of hype. <laughs> Low key, it was hype. Low key, it's not a, it's not that great of a movie, but I'm like, yeah. yo, it, I was into, I was serviceable, I was entertained. Like, yeah. I like, are you not entertained? Like, there's movies I watch knowing they're not going to be good, but I'm thoroughly entertained by them. Um, Cats, I wasn't entertained. I was literally creeped out. Yeah, it was kind of a, a weird looking one. You didn't see it though. But I do like Cats, so maybe I I've been know. watching The Fosters on Netflix and uh. And that's a show where the where pacing does not exist, and it's it's a breath of fresh air when I see something with actually good pacing. Yeah, that's that means it's edited well. Yeah, and I feel like as a whole, like the the, you know, the directors are keeping everything in line uh, to the main sort of theme that they're getting at. I. I do think that that is a big issue with a lot of other movies too, is the pacing, and that's one of my biggest complaints. And then a lot of it can be with the actors too, and just like when they say their lines, or like how they say, like how lines. they say, like when to pause. Like I just think like a lot of times there's like good acting could just be the right timing, you know? Like maybe take an extra second before you actually say something that might carry a little more weight, might get the audience's attention more. I think that's what they need to do more. But yeah. So when it when it, this movie is just like it's kind of odd because like you realize that he is a I didn't I, at first I was really kind of confused when it came to like he visited like a restaurant to deliver money yeah so it's like clear right off the bat he's like painting off a bunch of debt. it's just like I think and people actually enjoy this lifestyle it's just like I guess I was raised, it's so hectic and that's like that's kind of the I guess point it's different for us it's like our parents had an honest living and like. I'm not saying we we're like super rich, but like I mean, at least my dad wasn't being thrown butt naked into the trunk of a car or getting sh- oh yeah or getting shot in the head in a jewelry store. And maybe some of that comes from being uh, you know just a Midwesterner. You know, it's a little bit different pace than it would be say if it was in New York. I, I guess big it's the, cities. You it's know, the Midwesterner in us. The thing is, like, I mean, we're a little more laid back. Maybe I don't know. I guess also like my parents are immigrants too, so like my parents fully believe in like hard work and like my yeah. dad. Isn't against gambling. It just—it's not his cup of tea. Yeah, I've never been a big gambler either. It's, but I mean, here you see Howard, the main character, is, with his like, sons. His sons are into it too. He loves that stuff. Like he's betting on Kevin Garnett that one game, like where he takes the opal. <laughs> I will never forget when he, um, uh, when he gets the opal and looks at it. What did he look at? He was like, oh, "I'm gonna bust a nut." What did he look at when he said that? Remember? <laughs> Yeah, it was the Opal when it was he came Opal. into his office. Oh, yeah, because uh, he had waited like almost two years. Because the two loan sharks came in to get their money and like just beat yes. the shit. 
Yeah, and we're like kind of like, what is going on with like with these guys? There's but, so many sweaty guys. It's like yeah. <laughs> just sweaty guys all in a room together. Dude, with like, but, like the dudes with their shirts buttoned, but like it's so buttoned where you see like their A-frame undershirt. Yeah, and, like, like David Hasselhoff. Hair. Yeah, it's like David. Ha- everyone's dressed up as David Hasselhoff and just sweaty. It's, it's got like, that '80s vibe to it. They kind of keep it along with that theme. It's just like so prosperity he, in the '80s, bro. That's what it was all about. So, 20th century prosperity. Even though this is actually like 2012, right? So we we jump from 2010 to 2012, like after they've discovered what the the gem or whatever. Yeah. And it's two years later. I just so. can't get over the restaurant scene when he's like in the restaurant, just blatantly cussing out loud and just like. Oh yeah, he gets slapped around. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and like gives that one guy like it's his bookie. And yeah, that's right. Do you know what a bookie is? Like, how would you describe a bookie? Is someone that handles your handles. Clientele like, for gambling for like oh for, I don't know we should have asked, we, like an we should have called up Wavy Davy about this he would have known oh yeah he would have been able to tell but uh, shout out to him shout out to Wavy Davy <laughs> <laughs> you you know who you are bro <laughs> <laughs> so like he does that and he goes back to his store or whatever and um, Lakeith Stanfield's in there and so I guess Lakeith Stanfield like gets paid just to bring in rich clientele. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the clientele he brought in was, like... Actually, I don't think... I don't know if Trinidad James is in this scene of the party scene, but he's in there. Yeah, he he's the one that brings in all their... Uh, all the people These are jobs. These are legitimate for, jobs for people just to bring in rich people and party. I mean, it's smart. It's not bad because it's like you have a, a middle guy there. You have... That way you're kind of able to... Because Howard ain't going to be able to sell to like a, a professional NBA player. Based Would you on trust Howie walking into your place? And be like, I got, I got this diamond. And he's trying when he's trying to go and shoot a layup. <laughs> like when they go Bro, to the practice. I shot better layups, and I was the worst basketball <laughs> player at my. College. I was like, this is like pretty comical. Now you see why he would hire someone like uh, Lakeith. Someone that's hip. Someone. Like yeah, him. exactly. I would, dude, He fits in with that. Group. First off, I didn't even wear jewelry. Like I wear my memorial bracelet, yeah. but that's a military thing. Yeah. And I wear a watch. Yep. And it's not, it's like that tracks like how many calories I burn when I poop. So do you think it's kind of uh, do you think <laughs> that's gross by the way? <laughs> do you think that uh, maybe they're making a point too that maybe we've exploited uh, African Americans? Bro, I feel like in we, the working. I feel like well, force. they bring up exploitation in this movie because there's definitely exploitation going on. I right? just feel like, like I feel like with something like that, how he thinks he's a good guy. I feel like Howie thinks he's like a great guy, but he's kind of like a piece of shit. He is. He's he's, he's hard to figure out because he's kind of an idiot, but he's also he's got some uh, you know savviness to him. I feel like he's smart, but I feel like, like he's he too he smart makes for poor decisions. Like I feel like he's just and horny. you're just like oh he's, don't do that, man. <laughs> I feel like he's like a horny old man. Like he just doesn't really think things thoroughly. Like he's very he's banging his uh, his like mistress who's also an employee that works for him, and yeah. it's like you can tell right off the bat, bro. She's a gold digger. Yeah, she's just like <laughs> she's just well, she's in it for the fame, like, and that's but that's like another decision he makes, and it's like I mean she's and I respect I respect that lifestyle. If that's what you're into, man. But I'm, she's a golden girl. I'm not judging, bro. Like no. if, if that's what you're into, if that's your lifestyle, go. For man, yeah, we don't we don't judge lifestyles on here because we both mean we're, we're no better, bro. We're no better. <laughs> we're no better. Man. Like, we're I'd probably go after a girl like that if I have millions. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't, <laughs> but because I don't like the weekend. <laughs> I hate the weekend. <laughs> yeah, you would have to go to a weekend show. That's the only bad. Yeah, thing. shout out to Manny who loves the weekend. You know who you are. Yeah, and so you just see like things are starting to like kind of like. Do, 
be like go well for him, but also like completely fall apart for him at the same time because like yeah. he, Kevin Durant comes in because he's a client of Lakeith Stan. He's a client of Lakeith Damani. I think his name is Damani in the movie. He's a client, mm-hmm. like a friend of him, and he brings him in and he's like trying to sell him all these things. And one of the things was a was a Furby. Oh, that was dude. I would have gotten that. Bro, I would too. <laughs> dude, dude a, it can make the eyes move. I know, dude. Furby, if I, bro. They have a solid gold Furby with diamond eyes and just diamonds around. And it's and you think about it, it's like totally unnecessary. <laughs> but if you're making millions of dollars and like it's about you know your look, have you seen? I would go for that. Have bro. you seen these rappers these days and what they wear? Like it's just wild. But it's kind of cool at the same. It's kind of dude. It's reckless, bro. And I loved it. It's it's total reckless abandon, man. But Kevin Garnett. He wait. He gets introduced to this whole gem thing that you know that Adam Sandler had spent years. Yeah, because Julia's character started talking to him at first, and then Lakeith was like trying to like bring it up, like dude, like she's like because Julia said, "Oh, let me talk and show you some things." Yeah. And Lakeith's character's like, "Man, break out the watches, break out the watches." Oh yeah. And then the package comes in. Yep. First off, like. And that's where Howard comes. Yeah, how, 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 how are like, there's a bunch of fish in there. I'm like, man, this is so, they, these are blood diamonds for sure. This is, oh yeah. These are like, if you've seen Lord of War and know what blood diamonds are, like, that, without a doubt, dude, if, if you're getting products shipped in fish, you are committing something highly illegal. Oh, yeah. There's no, there, there is no way those fish came into that country yeah. legally. Just pulls it out of the fish's gut. He's like, I'm gonna bust a nut. <laughs> He's like, Kevin, Kevin, let me show you this. Yeah, but that's another thing. I was like, why the hell would he? So he tells Kevin Garnett this about whole story, story about how he, he found out this gem. And then Kevin's like, All right, dude, I got to have well, this. Because he, he pulls out the little thing, that, the device he used to look at rings. And he like inspects it or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I got to have this. Like, he's like, you cannot deny me this. I, I need this in my life. I'm like, yeah. are you serious? And yeah. then again, I'm like. You know what? If you're making like this much diaper money, you probably would spend money on things like this. Like, I'm not rich, so I don't know what. Like, yeah, I was just like, why would you even introduce that to him? Like something that looks like that, and you explain the whole story, and then tell him he can't buy it or he has to go to the auction on Monday yeah. to try to buy it. And yeah, get up to the it. auction or whatever. And he ends up. Well, the thing is, then he lets him borrow it. Oh, and I was like, oh, this is like just like screams like I'm not gonna bring it back. Although he did bring it back, but yeah, he ends up letting him borrow it for. But a he night. borrows his ring though. He borrows a ring from a championship he won with the. That's true. And then the, and then he tries to pawn it. Then no, he does he pawn it or does he put it in holding or whatever? He puts it in holding. That's what he does. Because you can pay to have it held. Yeah. In like a safe location or whatever. Yeah. Because like he doesn't even trust his own shop to be have it be held at. I think is that what happened? I'm not hundred percent sure what he goes to this another yeah, shop and exchanges sure. it or whatever. He took it to a pawn shop, I thought. I don't It I, might not be a pawn I don't know what I'm saying. It probably isn't. But nevertheless he takes it to that shop and then they're trying to, you know, make a, a deal on it or whatever. Right. Okay, he pawns it, that's what he does. He yeah. does pawn it, okay. But like it's like pawning, right. it's like pawning, but like also holding it for him. Yeah, and well, and because he's probably just gonna buy it again off. I don't know how he's doing. Honestly, that. I don't know how any of this. Works. Dude, like, I don't know like what his like strategy. Dude, that's are what gets me about sometimes. this movie. Is like it's complete insanity. Like this movie makes no. This it's so chaotic, bro. Yeah, which 
but it made it interesting. Like the whole movie throughout, I was dude. Like I was stressed out the entire time. I'm like, dude, like what? What was the thing we were cracking up about too? Like, I, I felt like this movie had every emotion. <laughs> Like, like it had you sad it had you like on the edge of your seat it had drama like it had yeah it just had action it had uh, intensity it had funny parts he just oh yeah cause um cause like I remember when he goes and visits his apartment that's his, where his mistress like lives at mm-hmm. whatever that's where we see Mantis from uh, the Avengers movie pop out of nowhere when she's like not Mantis but has like her like, as a human yeah and she's in there and she's like Honey, and I was just like, I was like, yo, this this is way too funny because his apartment literally looked like my apartment in uh, Vice, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <laughs> Vice City. That's literally what I thought. Taking about. it back. Yeah, it's literally what I'm like. <laughs> shout out to all the old heads that know what all I'm talking. All the Vice City PS2. Did it not look like that? Just like. Yeah, a little bit, man. It like reminded me of like apartment Scarface had in the movie. Like, just like no reason, like someone that just does not know how to handle their wealth. <laughs> yeah. And so we see that, and then um, we see him place bets or whatever on that game, and he like goes and like goes to his like actual house or whatever because he like tells Garnett, yeah. he's like, "Bro, you better you gotta do good on this game, bro." Yeah, he makes it a lot of bet. Then he makes a bet on. Do you remember how much the bet was for? Dude, it was random. It was like he had like it was like cheat codes, or whatever. He was like, "Yeah, that Garnett will score this points, the Phillies will win this points," and like he had a huge like split it three different ways or whatever. Like mm-hmm. there's he had a science to it. Yeah, and he's betting on Kevin Garnett. Garnett thinks that he's going to have all these special powers, like when he has the opal with him. And it's like the Eastern semis or whatever. And, like, yeah, he has a great game, and he like he ends up winning the bet, and he's, like, freaking, you know, ecstatic about it, right? Yeah. And then uh, you also kind of get a little bit of an idea of his family situation because he – Kind of is an absent father, maybe a well, little. Well, he goes to his, he goes or to his he like puts family. This above his family. Oh, he goes like he's watching the game at his family's house, and you can just like look at him and his wife, and know like they're not. They're happy. not. Yeah, they're not happy together whatsoever. And like they start talking about like divorce. <laughs> yeah, like they're already talking about divorce. Like we said, we would wait till after Passover or whatever. Which is like, if you didn't know, that's a big thing. In, like Jewish families. Yeah. Like I, I'm not Jewish, but my brother is, so that's the only reason. <laughs> you just kind of look like Adam Sandler, so you could pass for a Jewish <laughs> I, person. I, every time I get insulted at work, it's either I get an Hispanic insult or people insult me like I'm Jewish. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Come here, wise guy. And then again, I actually do like act like I'm from the east, <laughs> from the east coast. Like for some reason, I have like an obsession with the east coast. Yeah. Like I've been there quite a few times. Like when I, like I've been to Jersey plenty of times, and I love and hate that place at the same time. Yeah. It is like so because like he's so focused on the game, he just doesn't give a rat's ass about his kid. And like she's telling him to go say goodnight to his kid, the youngest one. And he's like, and he's like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's not. He's just like laying there with, with on his, the floor, on the floor, watching like, the game. Like, <laughs> it's like, man, do you not? I was like, can you just like hang out with yeah. your kid, bro? Yeah. See, that's what I'm like. At least my dad tucked me into bed. Yeah. Sometimes I. <laughs> Like, I didn't require it to go. First off, that kid looks old enough. He can tuck himself in the bed. He don't need a grown-ass adult to put him in the bed, man. Yeah. And then he goes and, like, hangs out with his brother. I mean, his uh, son. His older one. His older son. Like, he's watching uh, the game, too. Who's yeah. also low-key, and it looks like he will probably be in the he's game. He's the future Howard. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, so you kind of see that. 
right? And yeah. then the next day, it's like he's waiting. Oh, I just remember he goes back to the living room and he's like, hey, hey, put on the game. It's on commercial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. And they're having like a little bit of a tiff about it. Yeah. Yeah. She turns it back to the game or whatever for like a minute. But then like he like drives back and uh, he's like still watching the game because I think he's like going to go and hang out at his like apartment or whatever mm-hmm. because like he doesn't really sleep at home. I think it's like really obvious to like the entire family that he's like not. He's not invested really. Yeah. Although I do. I did think there were times in the movie where it's like he did try a little bit. Like he Honestly, I feel like he cares about his kids. Like honestly, deep down he really loves like his kids. I don't think he really gives a damn about his wife. Yeah. But I think one big reason later well, on... Well, even then, later in, on in that part, I felt that there were times where, okay, he, like, kind of does want to make it work with her. Like, during their, um, what was it? Oh, yeah, the Like, Passover. where she's in the dress, yeah. yeah. And she puts on the dress and stuff. And So... I don't know, like, and it just feels like it's it's always bad time like he's in a good mood they're in a bad mood or i feel like he just he's just kind of ignoring them and like when they want his attention and it's just like that's kind of how it is and so he drives back or whatever Mm. and like the movie goes by a little bit and he gets a reminder that he needs to go to like his daughter's play and he like kind of forgets yeah and um and he he's being followed by these money by these loan sharks who uh which if I Phil and, it's Phil and Nico who they're loan sharks for a guy named Arno and we really don't know how who Arno we don't really see Arno yet or no I think do we see him um we, we, we don't see him until like Passover no we see him at the we, play we do see him we see him at the play he's yeah, the one driving the vehicle yeah but I didn't know that was Arno I didn't yeah. know I, I, I honestly didn't connect that that was Arno and I'm not sure if he made even an earlier appearance I don't think, I think that might have been like you heard him over the phone but I don't think we actually saw him in person until okay. that so he goes to his daughter's play, mm-hmm. and like I don't think he even realized his daughter had a play. And he was like, "Ah, what? Ah!" ah. And he, you could see he was like on his phone, like when they're talking to other parents, and like he's just not paying any attention. Yeah. And then it's like he brings up something, and it's like they already talked about it. Yeah. I was like, That's it's just like, and it's just he's just not there. Which, to be fair though, if I was in the same position he was in, like with all that crap going on. Um, I would be a little stressed out and maybe not like uh, in the moment, kind of like uh, yeah. he was. So it's pre- I think the, you gotta uh, cut him a little he, bit of slack there. I mean, he's freaking trying to hustle, but like I think the other parents realize that like the family's marriage isn't going that well either. Which the daughter's the oldest one, and she's clearly aware of that too. I think it's just like Anna. We went to a small Christian school. Like you, like I didn't graduate there, but like we both went to the same academy. <clears throat> like when drama happened, like everyone knew about it, and it was like always really uncomfortable. Uh huh. And it's still kind of. It does. Like it just carries around. It just yeah. Word like, spreads. Dude, even at the hospital, it's like word spreads around. I'm like, like wildfire. Man. I know, man. Yeah. And, and so it's just like he. What is it? What happens? Like, how does he end up outside? So, anyways, no, he tur- he looks at he he looks he, back. Or he whatever. sees the lone sh- the guys that are, Phil and Nico. Yeah, but Nico, and Nico honestly remind me of a character from Grand- from another Grand Theft Auto game. They, yeah, honestly, this is a lot like Grand Theft Auto. Is this Grand Theft Auto? Honestly, I feel like Grand Theft Auto Loki sponsored this game. <laughs> they probably do. It's like Rockstar, he, bro. He's like, I gotta walk out. I gotta get some. I gotta use the bathroom, or whatever. And these yeah. loan sharks follow him out, and he instantly just tries to start fighting them. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Well, and he's kind of pissed off too at him because they kind of slapped him around, like uh, embarrassed him and stuff too, and he didn't like it. And I see, it's like obviously these are guys he's known for a while. Yeah. 
but uh, you know they're kind of uh, muscling him. It's like, okay. He starts running or whatever. Yeah. And then like he runs like oh yeah he like runs through the actual play like the like the like the through the backs the backstage yeah. And he sees his, his daughter and he's like you're beautiful you're gonna you're gonna, you're doing great. <laughs> I mean, while he's getting chased. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, well, anyways, they eventually catch him, right? They true. stick him in the the vehicle, his uh, brother-in-law's vehicle, yeah, right? And, and they're, they're like driving around, talking about how he needs to pay him, whatever, what his plan is to pay off his debts. Yeah, and he's talking about how he won this bet, which, by the way, uh, Garnett had still not brought the opal back to him. Yeah, and he was pissed off about all that. But anyways, that's a uh, past. So he is telling him that he won this bet and. They already know about it, and they, I guess, held held the bet or whatever. Yeah. Is that that what they call it? Where you hold it? He didn't. Why? Why was that? That he held it. He didn't want to, him to pay him off like that because it I comes back in his name. I'm gonna be honest. I really don't know how any of this works because I don't gamble. Because yeah. if I knew if I gambled, dumb things would occur very rapid. Dude, have but anyways, seen- he did something to hold it, and because he didn't want to be, he didn't want his name associated with. The, yeah, dude. The, the betting. Would you? I know that. So. So then Adam Sandler finds this out, Howard, and he's pissed off about it. And he and he's like, he's screwed because that's how he was going to pay off, you know, the loan sharks. Yeah, dude. This is, gambling's a shady thing, man. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't last in the gambling community because I'd be like, one million dollars. Dude, I went to Las Vegas, like, during March Madness tournament. How crazy was that? Oh, dude, it was wild. I mean, just gambling... Going on all the time, sports gambling. Like I, th- I throw like I, I throw the dice, but like the most I've ever lost on throwing the dice is like twenty bucks, and that was like Thanksgiving with Derek. Oh yeah, yeah. And that just happens. That's man. not yeah, but I mean that's yeah, that's that's nothing. prison gambling, man. This is like large scale gambling. Yeah. And is it is it later that night? Oh yeah, so he gets he's in the car. They take his Arnold, clothes off. Arnold's like they kind of beat him up. Naked. And he's yeah. like. Ah! And they lock him in his trunk. Lock him in the trunk. And then he calls his wife and asks her to come open the trunk. He locked, or he's locked in or whatever. And like she opens it and just sees him like the trunk. Butt naked. (laughs) And she sees him moving around in the trunk. Damn, I wish we could have asked my parents like, Mom, what would you do if you had saw Dad climb out of our car butt naked? Then again, my dad would never be in that position because my dad. I'd actually, be freaked. I if I feel like if I were in her position, I'd be freaked out. I'd be There's like, no way she doesn't know the business that he's in. Oh yeah, by now she would know, and uh, I'd be freaking out because I'd be like, uh, "Who's after you? And are they gonna come after us?" Like that would be my concern. But she also seemed like she was more just pissed off because maybe he was lying to her that he maybe had tried to get out of it prior. Yeah. I don't know, but there's clearly stuff going on underneath the surface. Well, then we we'll find we out later know. how she kind of understands how this world works mm-hmm. because her, her brother's in the business. Yep. But like, the thing is, is like some of this stuff baffles me. Like, I know this type of stuff exists. Like, mm-hmm. m- like we both know like like how this stuff exists. Oh yeah, it's like Las Vegas, like places like. Where betting is big, like you know, there's all sorts of dirty money. Our city alone, dude. Mobs are, yeah. The thing is, like, my dad has always worked honest jobs for the most part. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like my dad, my dad went from the army to working for a high school to being like just owning his own business. Man, honest living. Yeah, like he was just an honest man, and my mom has just been a teacher my entire existence. He wanted to be a simple kind of man. He just. He didn't want. <laughs> he didn't want any black budgets or being thrown into the trunk of his car, like clown ass naked. Which I can't blame him. But what happens after that? 
Uh, oh, he tries to like explain what happened wait, to his wife. His wife on. isn't interested, right? Not, would you be? I was like, why would you be interested in like? Yeah. Because they go back home or whatever. They go back home. She's like cooking dinner in the microwave and he's getting ready to go out to the weekend concert, right? Oh, yeah. because And like his his daughter just doesn't give a shit. His daughter's like, his daughter's like super nice to her, his the mom, but to yeah. him, he's like. Well, and. She's trying, trying to talk to him and she's still on the phone with her headphones. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is yeah. 2012 and everyone had an iPhone at the time. I didn't have an iPhone. I did. I had a Blackberry. That was actually the first year I had an iPhone. I didn't have an iPhone until 2013, bro. Pathetic. What you know about that? Pathetic. I had the Blackberry, bro. Do you, have, have, do you know how bad the Blackberries are? I had dude? the AT&T Sony Ericsson flip phone. Bro, that's badass. Yeah, it was. Bro, kids, kids, kids like that. Younger generations, I can understand when they hear this. Like Back in our day, we had flip phones. <laughs> yeah, so like his daughter just deep, realizes his daughter just doesn't care for him or whatever. Yeah, and that's like where he's trying to actually connect with her. And she like is clearly disinterested well, because he hasn't been there in the past and uh you know obviously probably influence you know the mom is probably influencing uh her view of him a little yeah. bit too and like what it, I, I feel like him. it probably bothers her too like i can't speak much as like my parents have been married for 30 years yeah and i feel like my parents are very like almost brutally honest with each other it, it like especially like what like when it came to like, which you probably me. have to be. I mean, you you have to be that way for any probably long term marriage has to be open. Yeah, but like they're not open. Open like, relationships. I, <laughs> I think he's down for the open relationship. She just wants to be married. <laughs> like she's like, I, I feel like she's a traditionalist woman, like mother, and he just doesn't give a shit. Just treats her. Well, so he's good. clearly into the open relationship because he's banging that mistress. So, anyways, he goes to that weekend concert. And uh, that's wait because he's trying to find the opal. Thing is, he's trying to get the this. He's trying to get the opal from his what? what, Damani. Damani. I want to get that opal too, dude. Like he was. I'd be like, you freaking need to give me that opal back. That yeah. He's trying to figure millions. He's trying to get the opal, and so like he goes to this party in New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's it's a it's a party and like it's a pri- it's like a private party too because the the weekend's performing like and this was back before the weekend blew up. Yeah. Like and his uh, girlfriend's like, he's gonna be huge someday. I just like, know it. Yeah, and then he actually became big. That's the crazy part. Oh yeah. Like the weekend. Which, was it? What was he not already a thing in 2012? Like, do we not already? Not know really, who he was? dude. I didn't hear about him until like 2014. Okay. I didn't hear about him until. Like, I know it's been at least like five, six years that he's been. I'm just waiting for Puya to get big, bro. Dude, why ain't he big yet? Yeah, I know. I Every, dig him. All these people are lame, bro. Him, Shakewa, Ramirez. Bro. Shout out to my Come boy on, Sam. He, he messed with Puya. <laughs> this, he's the great. He, P- Peter raised a good Come son. On. Shout out to Peter. Got some daddy Sam. issues, bro. Yeah, so he's at this weekend concert. And first off, the way he dressed was just so <laughs> 80s Oh my god. Though, like, why do they dress like uh, very 80s? Bro, like, that's where he's 80s, stuck. Though. He's stuck in the 80s, dude. Just like that's the, what it is. He's like, he was wearing, wearing like a pink David Hasselhoff shirt, untucked. Maybe he's a representation of what, uh, you know, that like little time where there was prosperity. Yeah. Like I in guess. the U.S. and like how, you know, it was, it was big. Like New York was experiencing prosperity for the first time in a while. He had like all those um, rings on and like his glasses or Gucci or whatever. Yeah. I think it actually was a Gucci shirt, not going to lie. And he just goes into this party and he's like looking for Damon and he sees his girlfriend Julia there. Oh yeah. And she's, she's hanging right she's right there by right the side. Next, right next to the weekend. Of weekend. 
And then they kind of go to a little private room. Well, no, that's what we were cracking up about, dude, is when How, <laughs> Howard no, was trying to start a fight with Damani. <laughs> no, no, first off, it was with Damani, because he goes up to Damani. He's like, Where, where's the diamond at? He's like, I don't got it. Yeah. He's like, you said you got it. He's like, oh, yeah. he's, he still has it, bro. Quit. Yeah, and, you got and all I'll, these other guys that are with uh, him. Yeah, and he like tries to start something and like this is while the weekend's performing too oh yeah it's hilarious the weekend's like rapping or whatever and people are just getting down dancing i'm like what is going on dude where where's the security (laughs) dude i've had nights like that at a a bar though or a a club where you're just not having like a very good day and it's like you end up going out anyway and you're just like miserable there Yeah. And that's like that's what it made me think of with Howard. That's like, never me when I go like, to Buzzard he's Beach. Got that's so what... much like stress going on right now, and like he just does not have time for that. That's why I go to Buzzard <laughs> Beach. Bro, nothing bad happens there except yeah. people climbing through the rafters. And... and apparently, people projectile vomiting everywhere, <laughs> falling asleep, <laughs> fighting, <laughs> getting kicked out. <laughs> I just can't get over that. So that's happened. So Julia and the weekend are like, like, are, did he snort? Anything when he was in the bathroom? They might have been. But he's like... He I kept, think they were. He kept like sniffing her and she's like, no, nah, no touching. Oh, yeah. like, he was just trying to be like, hey, looks have intercourse. Yeah. Which you and shouldn't then, have told Mary. And then she was kind of like flirting back a little she's bit. She's like flirting back, but she's trying to make a deal. Like, she's kind of playing of, hot and cold there. And then, th- and then it kind of cuts away. Because she's trying to make a deal. That's, that's all she's trying to do. Probably. You don't think she's trying to... I, I mean, I, I think, think she's she just trying to make a deal. A I feel like I think she kind of had a thing for him. I think at all costs she's trying to make a deal. Because did Howie get thrown out for starting a fight or whatever, or did he walk out to make a phone call? Because he gets back in. And I don't he think talks. he got kicked out of the after. Like he didn't really fight much. It was more just kind of like a little bit of a show. But how, did he have to get back inside though? He had to get back inside. Trying to, why yeah. He, so he went to like he tried to go through that back. Yeah. And he had to like wave at someone to get him back in. And he's like, oh, where's Julia? And he's like, "Uh, Julia in the weekend went to the bathroom. And he starts beating on the door of the bathroom. I just thought that whole scene was funny because like the weekend's like, what's going on, man? And he punches the weekend. Like, how many? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're just like, wow, this guy's like going to be huge. And like like, this Howard guy just punches him like. Bro, I wish I could punch. Dude, man, you punch the weekend, bro. That's bagging, bragging rights, bro. He should go out to stand that comedy. That could be one of his shticks is. Oh, yeah, I punched the weekend before he got big. Yeah. Like, that blew my mind away. It's like the whole fight with the weekend, and they get thrown out, and they're like arguing with each other. That's right. And I like how. Um, In the taxi. How he's just kind of walking, and his shirt is like totally just hanging <laughs> disheveled. Loose, like, disheveled. And he's and like, literally like, yeah. got two buttons buttoned, and he's just walking down New York City that way. <laughs> trying to get in a taxi, and she's just like, ju- like, practically jumps in front of the taxi and says, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, just saying, nothing happened. It's not that big of a deal. This is going to be the biggest sale of all. And she just, he kind of kicks her out off and tells her off. Like, and then she's like, gets an argument with someone. And she's the, like, arguing. She's like, not at least I'm not in line, you broke bitches. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I'm like, like, I was like, man, like I've kind of so seen realistic. that happen. Like, oh, yeah, I've definitely seen in that West, happen. In Westwood, like, bar district we go to, like, where I very rarely go, the times I go, I see... Dude, for New Year's, there was lines all the way outside the door. Buzzard Beach, I just walked in. And I was listening to some Blink-182, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I was wearing wearing slippers. All the small things, bro. I was wearing a Carhartt jacket. My hair was disheveled. Dude, you are a biker at heart. (laughs) I'm a cyclist. I have a a pedal bike. (laughs) 
Co-host Matt was there. It was a it was a bell of a ball. Bell the bell of the ball. Yeah, and I was like, is this what people enjoy? Is this the kind of club life that people actually? Because I've been to like one or two clubs, and I thought it was the worst time of my life. You just gotta dance more. I don't dance, bro. I get or nervous. drink more. I don't know. I don't do either. I'm just boring, bro. It's about like Buzzard Beach. We just stand around and bump shoulders with each other. Like, oh, hey, sorry, man. You check out that new Pump Punk album. Like, yeah, man. We're a bunch of twenty year olds talking about sad shit. <laughs> That's the kind of, I want to get uncovered. a bunch of little peeps. <laughs> There's a little peep roaming around, and so like he just deals with the fallout of that, and like he goes to, like a Passover dinner or whatever, and um, they're like speaking in Hebrew, and he looks across the table, and Arnold's there, the guy that literally forced his men to make this strip this guy butt ass naked. Yep, yep. The so. You can kind of see, like, he's not really talking much to him. Um, and as they have, like, a little funny moment, too, like, where they pass by in the bathroom. The bathroom scene, like, where he's like, well, yeah, hey, Julia... you're not going to talk to me now? It's like, oh, yeah, you don't got your friend, your buddies around to, to hit me up. Right, because well, yeah, Julia, like, messaged him a Craigslist ad. Yeah. And I was like, dang, the day's a Craigslist. Oh, man. Yeah, I used to have that. Craig's just looking for apartments or whatever. And his wife notices. Like, it's pretty noticeable by the entire family that their marriage is in shambles. Yeah. Because they're talking about going on cruises. And they're like, oh, yeah, we don't, we don't know yet. Because they're going to get divorced after a... After Passover, bro. But he's trying to talk her out of it. When yeah, he because he sees her in her Passover dress and sees how beautiful she looks or whatever. And plus, he's coming to the real. No, it's right? her bat mitzvah dress, which is like a female version of a bar mitzvah. And oh, like yeah. all the other, like all her sisters and aunts, like, oh my gosh, that's not fair. How do you fit into that dress? Yeah. Like, oh my god, <laughs> this makes me want to die. Bro, I still fit into some of my clothes from high school, probably. Bro, I these shorts are from high school. <laughs> See, bro, we're doing just fine. We're doing just fine, man. Look at us. I know, dude. It's called mediocre amount of running. Working my physical job. Yeah. But uh, where does it go? I got into a health kick, and then this is what happened. Yeah. Um, Rudy Rudy squatting three hundred now, bro. Yeah, and so he's uh, talking to his like father-in-law, whatever, about this deal he's making, and not realizing Arnold. Oh yeah, the father-in-law's name is Gooey. Yeah, that's a weird name. And like he doesn't realize Arnold's. It's Gooey. Yeah, that's what says. Yeah. I just can't get over like, dude. If you're like, why are you gonna talk about these all this money you're gonna make? With the guy that literally beat beat you up and stripped you butt naked and threw you inside the trunk of a car. Well, I thought he was doing it because... Um, like the what the... Maybe he wanted some to, explanation. To like buff his chest out or something? Um, I thought it was maybe just to kind of let him know like, hey, I'm going to pay you back when I hit it big on this bet, baby. That's I'm going to hit it big on this bet and you'll, then you'll see that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a successful guy, you know? So that's kind of how I took it, but... Um, then where does it go from that? He does he uh, is it back to like when he's at the jewelry store, his uh, store? Um, and like how he goes back to Kevin Garnett brings it. Oh no! Like he the, then we get the scene where his family like he drives back to drop his family off over at that's house, right, and he, he has to stop by the apartment room. and like knocks on his neighbor's doors or whatever. Because one of his neighbors, one of his neighbors is like, "Hey, can you use your bathroom?" And the neighbor's like, "No." And then the son's like, that guy's a dickhead. <laughs> and then we go, like, we go to the, he goes in the apartment and sees that Julie moved out. And Julie left him know, like, I hope you find happiness. You're the best thing that ever happened. I, like, I was kind of half expecting her to have committed suicide in that. Yeah. No, someone in the theater said that too. Yeah. 
But yeah. I, I will. You heard a song playing. I don't remember the song. It was like something about sorrow, though. And yeah. it's like gave me that type of vibe to it. Yeah, and he walks out, and his son's like, "I heard there's a girl living in your apartment." And he's like, "Don't ask about it. Don't talk about it. Whatever." Mm-hmm. Like he realizes. That's like, when the the son kind of figures out, you know, something. Yeah, because I feel like the oldest daughter kind of knew, because I feel like the oldest daughter and the mom probably talk a lot about their issues. Yeah. Because like I don't know if you're. She's like high school, like seventeen or so, right? If you never watched the Real Housewives of New Jersey, I did, man. I watched a lot of it. Actually. I did too, and I was like, "Man, this is the Real Housewives of New Jersey, bro. I can't handle this right now. This is insanity, <laughs> dude." I used to love that one. That in New York, dude. Those were the best ones. Oh, uh, and so they're driving back. Whatever he drops them off, and he like leaves. Uh, does he? He goes back. He'll go, he goes and sleeps at his uh, his uh, diamond shop or whatever. Or is that after yeah, the weekend he fight? He gets beat. He gets the hell beat out of him. He gets beat. He gets the hell beat out of him. Right? Because he goes back to the store when he's all beat up, I thought. Yeah, is that after the weekend party? I don't know. Let's but see what notes say. There is the auction thing that happens, right? Oh, yeah. So, he comes... Dude, the whole, enti- dude, the whole entire... That's next- what it is. It's the auction because after... You know, well, because like Kevin Durant comes back with the opal, Kevin Garnett comes back with the opal, but that whole entire scene was funny because they're literally locked inside the doorway. So, like, there's like a double, it's like a double, like, a doorway. That's after that. No, that's before the auction because he, yes, it is because he tries to convince him to buy it. He gets shot after that. No, because it happens a second before because he comes in and Julia's still trying to see him or whatever. And Kevin Durant comes in with the opal and he's like, I want to buy it. Kevin Garnett. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Garnett comes in with the opal, whatever, and there's like a huge issue to get him inside because the door doesn't properly lock or whatever. And he's like, You're going to have to come to the auction on Monday. You need to come to the auction. And he says, Fine, I'll go to the auction. And he takes the opal back or whatever. But, uh, de- oh, yeah, when the door gets stuck. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the one with the loan sharks. Being no, because we see there's an issue with the door because of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He sells Gucci shirts out of his shop, too. I guess like this is like a jewelry store slash high-end clothing store. He's like, this shirt's worth $500. i am like, who would wear a shirt worth $500? I'll tell you. Every rapper. True. Kanye. Who's West. not representing Gucci these days, man? Me. Little Pete. In the rap business? Uh, Puya. Puya would if he was more popular. Puya would if he... <laughs> Ghostman would. Ghostman for sure. So like the auction thing happens and he convinces... Is it his... It's his uncle or something, right? Yeah, it's like one of his relatives. Is it Gooey? I think. I think it might have been his father-in-law that like spends like one... Like a 190. Anyways, yeah. He's just coming to, you know, see how the auction goes. But <laughs> Gooey's like... Or he... Tells Howard him. sees that it's not being uh, appraised very much. And this is where you he... hear Tilda Swinton over the phone or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because he, he's like, what's the big deal with this? He like he thought it should have been worth, uh, what, around a million? $3,000 a carat. 3000 a carat. And he, but the problem was that he didn't send it to the appraisal until Friday that, that when he got it brought back to him. Yeah. And that's like the weekend right before they were going to have the auction. Yeah. So it's like... Well, they didn't have enough time to really give it a proper appraisal price yeah. or value, so that's what they get is a it's one hundred fifty five to two hundred twenty five I think thousand appraisal. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, this is bullshit. Like, it's not enough." Yeah, and so he like so he's to- telling his 
Uncle, like his, it might his father-in-law Gooey or someone really close to, to him. To bid up. Bro, if someone asked me, like, hey man, would you mind spending like, a couple thousand to run up? I was like, hell no. First off, I, you want to catch me dead There's no guarantee that Garnett was going to be able to pay yeah. that much for it. But uh, he was, you know, telling him like, it's fine, you know, Garnett, I know he's going to... He's gonna go after this thing because he thinks it gives him some special sort of power, and uh, and so he reluctantly agrees to do it. And what's the highest that uh, Garnett goes? I think it's like one eighty or one ninety. One eighty, I think, was the highest, and then I think Gooey goes for one ninety, and then that's where it stops. So it stops at like one ninety or one ninety five, something like that. And so he ends up taking it. So he. Uh, He's pissed off, obviously, because he wasn't actually wanting to get it, and he didn't want to pay off that much oh, for yeah. it. Like, how would you? Like, how would you feel if like that happened to you? Uh, I'd be, oh, I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, I probably would. I probably wouldn't talk. Although, I mean, I don't know how much that dude's making. I mean, he must be making enough to where it's like I can actually afford to pay that much for a, a freaking. Things we don't know. If you make. I don't. I, the thing is, I don't understand how this works. It's just like, see, that's why my dad never went to gambling because my dad was just an honest man. My dad. Yeah. You know, when he was in the army, things were different. But like now that he like, my, that's why my dad's always wearing jobs where he has that he made his money off of what he did, which mm-hmm. is landscaping. Right. That's why he makes business. You see me, my I used to work for my dad. Well, I technically, I'm still an employee. I just. <laughs> yeah, he definitely had to earn it. I definitely earned my money. My dad worked for his money. This is more just like unlike your dad. Too, an your attempt dad to make to, your dad went to medical school. Yeah. Your dad earned his money. Like he earned his keep. I don't think your dad had to. Be extremely shady and get thrown naked in the cars. And if he did, you haven't told me about it. No, not the not that I know of. I don't think he'd probably do something like that. But yeah. <laughs> who knows? Another <laughs> like, Jordan's an accountant. He's, he, he's fudging numbers. Who knows? He's cooking books. <laughs> and yeah, and it's just like this is just so chaotic. And outside there, he yeah. like gives him the opus. Like I'll pay you back with interest. Yeah, and then how does the the fight break out between oh, him and the Longshanks? They're asking for their money. They want their money, dude. Like that's right. And he's like, I want. And the thing is, we don't know how many times he's like screwed them over on money. Cause I and like, how much? Like, do we even know the actual amount of money that he owes them? I, I think it might have been said, dude. Numbers are being thrown everywhere. Yeah. It, dude, nothing makes sense to me. It's like, it's hard to keep up on like the like a price point. Or, did you like have a trouble amount. keeping up with like? The movie with there, I that's the only thing that I had trouble with. Like you truly did not know how much money people were were, were making just because I'm just like, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what's going on. Oh yeah, yeah there's like, a lot going on, and uh, but the the crazy thing is like even when there's moments where you don't necessarily know what's going on, it's interesting. The oh, whole, I like, thought the I was like it had me like paying attention the whole time, you know. At least to the best of I can, <laughs> but two hundred percent. But uh, yeah, it's, I think that's it's what I liked about the movie. It was just so entertaining, just like so much chaos was happening yeah. at once. It and was I like the, it's like Wolf, dude. Wolf on Wall Street. I loved it, yeah, because it was insane. It was just completely chaotic. It was believably insane. Like I was watching this, I'm like, this is totally believable. But like, it's like you see like how good of a salesman Jordan Belfort is in that movie. But you kind of see Howard and how much of a screw-up he kind of is in this movie. And it's just kind of a funny little bit of difference there. <laughs> because he gets thrown in a fountain. First off, yeah. he gets like his ass whooped. He does. Like, that doesn't happen to Jordan Belfort at all. Like, it's more just uh, Howard is a screw-up. And it, I don't know why. Adam Sandler gets beat up a lot in movies, it seems like. 
He's like, like me at work. Just gets beat up in the <laughs> He either beats someone up or he gets beat up. It's always something like I just can't involving get... violence. First <laughs> off, like he just like gets his face gets knocked up. He gets thrown inside a fountain. Probably got his nose broken. That's when he shows up to his back to his store. Yeah. All bloody and like, you know. And obviously he, uh, in a high amount of uh, he gets a call from Kevin Garnett's like manager or account or whatever and he's like I'll sell the Opal like he's like fully agreed to get rid of the Opal at this point oh yeah, yeah and yeah. he gets back the ring or like figures out a way to get back the ring yep and, and so uh, and instead of paying off all these debts um he like fig- like all, all these people show up to t- mm-hmm. like to it's Arno with all with, with Nico Phil and like another guy mhm like they all show up to get their money back, and like he, which is weird because it's like, you guys just beat him up. Like I think they're going back to the like store the same day that they go Dude. back. <laughs> I'm like, jeez, you gave what an hour? I was like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna give you one hour to get all the, to get all this money. <laughs> one hour, and then you're dead, bro. It just it was mind blowing. So he agrees to sell it to, to Kevin Garnett. Does does Kevin Garnett show up and just buy it from him? Yeah, he does. Kevin Garnett shows up, buys it from him. Yes, he goes into his office, and that's where, uh, you know, Howard is basically, you know, stressed out. He's, like, in the moment just trying to sell him on this bet. Yeah, and then they, they have, it's like this the one moment of calm. Kevin Garnett's like, how much did you actually spend on this, bro? And, like, that's when yeah, it gets yeah, real yeah. that he essentially, like, exploited. And, like, what this is one he thing about the diamond work. trade. Like, yeah. I didn't learn a lot about the diamond trade till I had this great teacher. Mm-hmm. Mr. McClellan, one of the greatest teachers I ever had in my all my educational career, and he literally explained to us like how like the De Beers Diamond Company works and how they essentially control the flow. Like there's, they say they have a, like they have enough diamonds to like supply everyone diamonds in the world, but they just they don't they control the release of it so they can keep the diamond trade so high. Right. It's because they control it. Like I learned about blood diamonds and how essentially people are getting murdered and like as, like and wars are started for these resources. Not to get extremely political, like I Kevin knew. Kevin Garnett even says in it, it's like, man, you don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> like Howard's like, no. And he's like, and Howard tries to like put a spin on, like, well, you see here. Which which this is like the one time Howard is actually like able to make like a good sale and, and, Ke- and then sells him on something, and, and then like he still sold. Good. And like Kevin Garnett made a point. I mean, I kept, kept both of them actually made a valid point. This is the one part of the movie where there was like a calm, like where they're like there. He was like sat down. Had a conversation with someone mm-hmm. after getting his ass beat. Yeah. And like he like just that whole scene was just made so much sense. But then that's when he uh, has his girlfriend Why? go make the bet. Has her go to the bathroom. No, pretends she's going to the bathroom. Well, yeah, she says to go to the bathroom, walks outside the To store. the other side of the window. Yeah, they go to look at the, the office. He drops off the bag. I thought the money was going to fall to the window. I thought like he was like, ah! I was like, man, they were very trusting with that. <laughs> like that bag just hand that hand off right there. Well, there was no other choice. Yeah. And she like flew. Like I looked, I looked up where this location was. They went to the Mohegan Sun. Mohegan Sun, which is where you, where she went to go place the bet. Yeah, that's in Connecticut. There's multiple Mohegan Suns. Oh, there is. Oh, I'm stupid then. I guess. Well, she fly. She rides a helicopter 
And there's some sleazy guy in there that's also like, <laughs> yeah, dude. He like looks oranger than Donald Trump. <laughs> that, oh my god. Uh, he was, was like, like, yeah, you know, uh, we got all this money, but no one to spend it with. It's like he clearly is interested in her. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, wants her to be with him. So this is all going down, and, like, all these guys are like, give us the money. Like, yeah. but they like, break down the door, and they're all trying to get out. And he locks them in, like, that. That sweat. And, like, that little spot, like, between yeah. the, it's like the, the elevator. We yeah, call the vestibule. Yeah, we got a work beat. The Apple. foyer, vestibule, yeah. whatever. Yeah, he's stuck in between those. Cause we saw that earlier they're having an issue. Whatever, and he like gives her these unique instructions to split up the bets, and she just dumps the money up. And the bookie, like the casino's, like, we we need assistance. Yeah, we need my manager to count this money or whatever. And she's also being followed or whatever. And like yeah, that guy, they find out that yeah, she's at the Mogany Sun, and yeah. she flew there in a helicopter. So he sends one of his guys there, but yeah. one of his guy gets out, but the other guys have to literally wait there and watch the entire game. Yeah. So he's watching the game from like the piece of his house, like piece of his office or whatever. And she keeps having to move back and forth in places to like watch the game comfortably. So she eventually goes up to that one guy's apartment just to watch the game. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Come on, well, baby." He's she's trying to get away from that one guy. Yeah, which understandable. Like, I, yeah. So that he doesn't see her. And so that's who where knows she what goes. he would do. Like, who knows what we see what they're capable of by the end of the movie. <laughs> and then you see that old guy. Like, he's got. Like, in his towel, he's like shaving, getting himself ready for. Yeah, for like what he thinks is like what he's gonna have. <laughs> and she's just like totally, uh, you know, playing it off, but she's really trying to do this one thing. It's just kind of a funny scenario there. And then it goes back to uh, Adam Sandler watching the game with all the other guys just sweating like I crazy. Like, Gosh, I was like, man, that amount of sweat just looks awful. He's just so sweaty. It's like. <laughs> yeah, you were sweating. The one really guy's bad. like smoking a cigarette or whatever. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, bro. It's probably. Just like, drain, man. Like. That, was like, that was like me in the army, man. After a long day of fixing toilets, it's like yeah. smoking a cigarette. It was like, but he had to. And the thing is, I'm like, do these guys really enjoy this work? Is this what these guys truly enjoy doing? It's what they probably grew up on. Yeah, they probably grew up on this. And it's just like. This whole, it's like so much chaos just to yeah. get to that point where he wins. He does. And you know how much money he wins? $1.2 million. So that's, yeah. It was very uh, anticlimactic at the end there. Like, and that's where the biggest surprise of the movie comes. Because well, like, like she after uh, he wins. She gets like he, the the rich guy in the apartment walks the money, the money to out her. to her. And he's like, hey, you want to hang out? Spend the money. She's like, I got to go. Bye. Yeah. So she just takes off and then... Uh, Adam Sandler, he's obviously happy that you know they he won his bet, and then he decides he's gonna unlock that door for him to come back in because they're gonna be paid off now after oh. that bet. But then the biggest surprise comes, and the dude, what's his name? Was it Nico? I think it's Nico. Shoots him. Shoots him right in the face. I'm like, and Arnold's like, what do we do? What'd you do that for? Yeah, like, like that's his that's his brother-in-law. You know, that's like the. Yeah, he's kind of a schmuck, but that's the father of his nephew. Yeah, nephew. yeah, he's like, you rough him up. If, if you watch someone murder your brother-in-law, would you be a little bit angry? Yeah. Well, the thing is, you actually like your brother-in-law, so yeah. it's different. Like, he's not, like, a gambling schmuck. I mean, he, yeah. Like, Howard definitely, like, was a bit of a schmuck, and... But that's... But, I mean, it's just... To watch, like, someone, like, you grew up, like, that you, like, that's a part of your family getting murdered probably is... And then he gets shot, too, after he, like, fights with him. Yeah. 
So they shoot him and then they steal from all the, the jewelry in I'm there. Like, how does guys expect to get out? They literally couldn't get Which in. Which I had a little bit of a problem. I'm like, why would they do like why did they do that? I That's, mean he just won the It's bag. crime, bro. Do you expect criminals to think properly? No. No, but I mean they're usually more they usually think in terms of strategy a little bit more. Like if they were to whack somebody, they're not just gonna do it like that way. I don't know. That was another issue I had with it was like maybe the like the motive behind I didn't really understand quite the motive behind him shooting him. Other than he was just an angry guy. It just like but the thing is he died with a smile on his face. But like also it, it didn't cut back like like his family spending time like the like his kids and his wife spending time together and Julia being happy in the car. And I just was like, wow, that's like how, fa- like, that's just people's family dynamic, you know? And it's like, I feel like it's different for us because, like, we, we didn't grow up like that. Like, no. At least, like, I grew up spending time with my dad. Yeah. Like, you spent time with your family, too, growing up, right? Yeah. These kids don't. Like, their dad literally just doesn't care. Yeah. And maybe some family, I, I can't really speak for that. So like, I don't know how everyone's, like. And maybe it's the world of that business. That, yeah, maybe that's. Like, you get involved in that business. Like, you, it shows, like, you, you get. It uh, takes all your yeah. It just sucks your family. I can't say much. It takes like, away everything, and it take, ends up taking his own life. My family got swallowed up by the industrial military complex, and just pumps out a yeah. bunch of GI Joes every yeah ever so often. You know what I like too about this movie? I thought it was funny. Like the music at the end. <laughs> the music and the uh, the fact that there's uh, no you don't see any police. Oh yeah. Any like. You know, this is all white collar crime. It's like Wolf yeah. of Wall Street. You really don't see any police till like large scale fraud is being committed. Because yeah. technically, he, I don't, I, how I see, it, like, I think technically he wasn't really doing anything illegal. It's like he didn't really do drugs. Like he don't really like. Other than like taking advantage of dumb people, I guess. But that's just being no, an awful I, person. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, are you talking about which one are you talking about, Howard or? Howard. Oh, yeah. Well, Wolf and Washer, they're Yeah, he's definitely doing illegal stuff. <laughs> Wolf and Washer, they're right. committing large-scale larceny and felt like it, fraud. Howard, Howard was just, yeah, making a bunch of bad, you know, payment, payments and not properly paying off his, uh, all his loan sharks and all them. I feel like if he had not gone shopping Nico... He probably would have been able to pay off everything. Like he might, the, he with that one point two million dollars, yeah. he might have actually been fully successful to pay off everyone. Yeah. Um, I, I, do you think like when he gets shot in the face, like the hole in his face is supposed to be like kind of like a diamond? I don't know, like man, a little diamond in, or something. In real life, his like, face would have. It been. should have been like destroyed more, I thought. Yeah. But I mean, it's just like a little tiny. Diamond like, and then it just kind of transitions back to like where it was at the beginning. Yeah, going through the, like the crystallization of the the opals. Yeah, man. But it was a beautiful. It was a beautiful thought. It was, it? yeah, dude. This like, was like this was actually was a well like, done movie, dude. Like the this was a well done. I was surprised movie. at how much I actually really liked it. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't know what to expect compared to other A twenty four films you watched. Well, I mean, I, I was expecting to like it at the beginning, but then it, it kind of went back into the first few minutes, and I was like, what is going on here? I didn't understand it, but then it's like it kind of settles down enough that where you can pay attention to it. Yeah. Did you like this more than Lady Bird? Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mind Lady Bird, but 
<laughs> That's such a random a com movie. comparison. Yeah, but they're nothing alike. Did you like this more than Wolf on Wall Street? No. But I did like this one. Dude, I, this I would is, watch this one again. This is up there with Wolf on I have to give it more time to sell for, for Dude, for new directors, this is a well-done movie. It is. I, I like the pacing. I liked uh, all the emotions that it uh, you know brought up. And then uh, it, I, Adam Sandler's acting was really good. I thought everyone's acting was pretty pretty good. Kevin Garnett's was even yeah, solid. The like, Weeknd. <laughs> the weekend was the weekend acting, or was he just I mean, being himself? He's probably just being himself. It's pretty easy. Like if you just you know playing yourself in a movie, I would I would think I don't know, but like, uh, like how do you like a hey, weekend? Just be horny and try to sleep with women. <laughs> I do that all the time. It's like be horny and just try to talk to girls. I'm cool. Let me do that. How many slaps are you giving this thing, bro? This is like. Eight, eight slaps. I'm giving it eight too. I think this was up there. Like, this I would I would watch this again. Yeah. Like it, it kind of has that instant rewatchability. And another movie that I thought that this year had made me feel that way was probably Once Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was like I instantly wanted to go back. Whoa, and whoa, whoa! It. It's 2020 now, bro. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, within the last year, of like 2019, the yeah. last year. Or so, dude, I don't know, man. I watched way too many movies in 2019. I can't wait to watch even more a stupider amount of movies in 2020. I've already watched like at least solid seven movies in 2020 already. I know. We've already seen like a bunch of movies too, which we haven't even done reviews on that we probably need to go back and revisit at some point. Yeah. That's like it, it, anyone that listened to this, if you want to be an episode of the podcast, you just have to ask one of us. Like we really just don't care who hops on. It is. It I've is only so. denied one person. That's because like I was really uncomfortable with it. Is your... <laughs> Who was it? Wait, don't say. It. Don't talk. at school. I'm like at the college. I went to. Oh, okay. I was like. Uh, Their personal beliefs were. Do we have our contact info? If you get a hold of us, you get a hold of us. That's the contact info, bro. Yeah, bro. Come find us. You know what? It's it's. We're not hard to find. All right. We, we don't. We don't hide. We don't hide. We really don't hide. It's just like. You I just think, gotta look for us. All right. Because like we've had multiple people on here. Like, yeah. I have some other things coming up. I hope people want to review video games. Which oh yeah, TV shows. We got a TV show coming up, yeah. right? So like, check us out for what is it, The Mandalorian that you guys are gonna do? Yeah, most likely. Most okay. likely, that's gonna come out. Uh, I'm probably gonna do episodes just with me, just because like I feel like I could do like a quick 30 minute episode about like an indie movie I watched that no one, no other co-hosts have either watched or have time to watch since co-host Matt is really busy right now with basketball. Mm -hmm. um, Which one? Are you thinking? Say you will. Say you will. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, I'll have to check it out. I'd really like to do Lake Mungo. Yeah, I'd have to rewatch it again though. Yeah, that movie. That's a good. That's a good movie, by the way. And if you guys have suggestions of what we should watch, just I don't know, text one of us if you have our number. If you know how to get in contact with yeah. us, shout out to the Grown Up Podcast for giving us a shout out last lately. So uh, hit us, hit us back up again. Yeah. So we'll be out. And the out and about. We out and about. If you find us, if you if you see us at work, God's plan. If you see us at work, give us a high five. It's God's plan, Ruby. Yeah, God's plan. <laughs> shout out to all the homies at work that shot that that, that put up with us. Shout yep. out to my high school for. <laughs> shout out to God. All right, all right. Shout well, out to this is this is in the vein of uh, award season. <laughs> I think we're just giving all our shout outs. Shout out to the Oscars. <laughs> Don't be so. Joaquin Phoenix, his his speech. <laughs> Ricky Gervais in his speech. <laughs> All the madness going on at the Golden Globes. Shout out to Aquafina. <laughs> Aquafina. Shout the Sony. Shout out to the, 
Aquafine is the name. Black Rifle Coffee, bro. Shout out to Jesus. Shout out right. to Little Boosie. <laughs> All right, I'm little done. Little Boosie. Uh, Rudder Reviews out. Count me 